Just before we started, I wanted to say thank you for all of our listeners. I'm Charles Morris, and I know this is a busy time of the year. So when we get a note from you, it's a real blessing to us. Paula in Pennsylvania sent a kind word. She said, Your reminders of God's peace during these crazy times help me stay focused on knowing that God is still in control. Well, Paula, that's always our prayer and desire, to help people see that all of our lives is all about Jesus. And he's always with his people. The end of the year is approaching. So thank you for praying for this ministry. Thank you for your year-end calendar gift supporting us financially. I'll share our contact info with you in a few minutes so you can reach out. But now let's start the program. Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. Hallelujah. There's two versions, two songs by that name. One is secular, one is sacred. Leonard Cohen, Canadian songwriter and poet, wrote his Hallelujah song in 1984, and many today call it a secular hymn. Featured in all sorts of movies like Shrek and on TV shows like American Idol, it's now often sung at funerals. Cohen's Hallelujah works in a secular context because it's ambiguous. The actual lyrics speak of King David falling at the sight of Bathsheba's beauty and Samson losing his hair and his strength to Delilah. Two great defeats in the Bible's redemptive story. It talks about brokenness, but the song does not point you to a redeemer. Thankfully, there's another hallelujah song, one that's full of joy. George Friedrich Handel wrote this song in 1741. It's part of his Messiah oratorio and it points us to the mighty redeemer the great messiah who will reign forever and ever now that deserves a hallelujah there it is the mighty hallelujah chorus written by handel himself pointing to the mighty words of revelation 11 and 19 i'm charles morris and in a moment we're going to look at this hallelujah song Yes, I consider it a Christmas carol. And yes, it has also been featured in movies and TV shows. But this song points us to Jesus, the King of Kings, forever and ever. Hallelujah. A little later in the program, we're going to hear the full version of this incredible carol. But first, I'd like to remind you that Christmas is almost here. And I want you to have real songs of worship, carols that lead you to Jesus next week. During this holiday season, we have the best of Christmas by Haven with 32 of the finest Christmas carols that our quartet recorded, and we're making them available to you to enjoy this year. Just a few of the 32 Haven Quartet songs you'll enjoy when you get your copy of the double CD Best of Christmas by Haven. 
What I really enjoy about this project is that it's not just full of nostalgia. These carols will warm your heart and help lead you and your family in worship as you think about Christ's incarnation this year. After the program, I want to invite you to make your Christmas gift to the ministry. We're 100% supported by friends like you, and your gift is tax-deductible. But you need to call us today at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and listen to some of the samples we have there from the CD set. And make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And a reminder, we're paying a little extra for faster shipping right now with the hope of getting it to you by Christmas. So why don't you consider giving a little above and beyond to help cover these costs? And as we get ready to open with more music, we still have Little Pilgrim's Big Journey for your gift as well. It's an epic storybook retelling John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress in a way that both children and adults can better understand. Full of illustrations, bound in a cloth hardback cover. Ask about it when you call or go online and watch the video. And now we get to open with two Christmas carols put together from Brandon Heath. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Glory, 
His album is called Christmas is Here. That's Brandon Heath. And O Come All Ye Faithful, Angels We Have Heard on High. Here on Haven Today in a program called Carols, You Should Know. I'm Charles Morris. I'm chuckling a little to myself as I recall how someone on our Haven team and his wife had a holiday controversy a few years back. And that controversy was when they should decorate for Christmas. Dan wanted to wait until after Thanksgiving. His wife, Mariana, wanted to get going sooner. So Dan created a Facebook poll. You could choose either Turkey First or Deck the Halls. And Turkey First won by a narrow margin. It wasn't too long ago that Christmas would start for me and for my wife Janet on our long drive home after Thanksgiving from Oklahoma to Southern California. My mom has been with the Lord a couple of years now, but I can still remember the warm hugs as we said goodbye and headed west back home. Every year at the beginning of that drive, we would put away our phones and we would put on our car sound system handles Messiah and we would let the Christmas story roll over us once again. Mile after mile, we heard what God has done for us in Jesus, and we would hear it sung. And somehow, that combination of scripture and music made it come alive. I remember one year we were both brought to tears as the rich bass voice repeated the promise over and over again, we shall be changed. How did Handel do it? How did he create such a spiritually powerful piece of music? Well, actually, Handel didn't do it, at least not on his own. The lyrics were arranged by an evangelical friend, Charles Jennings. It was the 1700s, a time of rising secularism in England. The Bible was being challenged by liberal scholarship. The Christian faith was the main publishing topic of the day. Skeptics attacked and believers rallied to defend the truth of the gospel. Charles Jennings a member of the Society for the Propagation of the Gospel. He believed that putting the gospel to music would communicate its truth, not just to the mind, but to the heart. His libretto was made up entirely of texts from the Old and New Testaments. They were not randomly arranged. They tell a story. The Bible's redemptive story that culminates in the victory of the Lord and of his Christ. When it was finished, Jennings took it to a friend, the composer, George Friedrich Handel. For 18 months, it sat on Handel's shelf gathering dust until one day he took it off that shelf and dusted it off. And in three very intense weeks, he was alone in his flat on Brook Street and he composed the oratorio that became what we know of as the Messiah. He didn't eat. He barely slept. He was engulfed in the creation of this music, and when he got to the Hallelujah Chorus, his assistant found him in tears, saying, I think I did see heaven open, and the very face of God.
Did you stand up? I know I feel the impulse every time I hear that song to stand and worship. That's the Hallelujah Chorus, written by George Friedrich Handel and performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, the Cambridge Singers. I'm Charles Morris, and this is Haven Today. The Hallelujahs come at the end of the story, but the story begins with a loss, not just our loss. True, we lost it all right there in the beginning, our innocence, our nearness to God, a place in the garden, our access to the tree of life. But we weren't the only ones who lost something. You only have to go to Luke chapter 15 and read the parables of Jesus to see. The Pharisees were criticizing Jesus for befriending sinners. Jesus responded by telling three stories, each one about loss. A shepherd who lost a sheep, a woman who lost a coin, a father who lost a son. In every case, there's great rejoicing when that loss is restored. God lost something precious, but that wasn't the end of the story. God could have destroyed his creation as soon as it was wrecked by sin, but he didn't. He set about to get back what he lost, but he had several opponents to overcome. There was Satan, the enemy who tempted us away from God in the first place and keeps on doing so, and then pointing the finger at us and accusing us. We are to blame. There was sin, the sin that all of us have committed against God and the guilt that just cannot be passed over. There was death that's always had the last word. And there was the world, the world that's in a state of resistance to God. I was thinking about that when I read about Cohen's version of Hallelujah, how this world needs a champion who can triumph over death and yet refuses to receive him and prefers to sing songs that celebrate nothing. But God has risen up like a warrior against all his enemies, determined to regain his creation and save his people for himself from their sins. And he did it through Jesus. The moment of victory came when Jesus, God's only begotten son, gave up his life on the cross. That event that obedience unto death accomplished the victory of God over Satan, yes, over sin, of course, over death, thank God, and over the world itself. Watch them fall. First, Satan. Here's how Jesus described what he did to Satan in Luke 11, 21 and 22. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. Satan is the strong man, but Jesus is the stronger man. He overcame Satan and he is systematically removing the spoils Satan thought he had in his possession. You know what? We are those spoils, you and me. Jesus broke the enemy's power and he has brought us out of the enemy's house into his own kingdom. And in the end, we know Satan will be cast into the lake of fire. Sin has a double grip on us. It keeps us in its power. And then the guilt, and then the guilt we incur by living in sin dooms us to condemnation. Jesus went to the cross to pay for that guilt. 
and to remove our condemnation, but he also took our sinful nature down to the grave. He broke its power, and he gave us new life, his life, his spirit, so that we can begin to live as God's friends instead of his enemies. Then there's death. Christ defeated death by voluntarily going into it as our representative, but then emerging victorious out of the grave three days later. As the Bible says, it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And now it can't keep its hold on us. That's good news. 1 Corinthians 15, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death, of course, is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Satan, sin, death, and the world. Listen one more time to Jesus. John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Have you ever thought about it that way? You can't overcome this world. But Jesus already did. He did it by refusing to give in to its demands. He scorned everything it had to offer, and he kept his eyes on his heavenly Father. And God the Father made a statement to the world. When he resurrected his only begotten son, he declared that the one the world rejected is now at the center of everything. He's on the throne. The kingdom of God has come, and it will eventually crush all the rival kingdoms and fill the entire earth with the glory of God. Satan, sin, guilt, death, the world, Jesus has won the victory. Hallelujah. And a day is coming, that's the day of his return, when he will usher in the new heavens and the new earth, and we will be there, all of us who have sung the hallelujah with true faith and sincere hearts. How great will be our joy. While by the sheep we watched at night, glad tidings brought an angel bright, how great our joy. Praise be the Lord in heaven. 
The Haven Quartet, how great our joy on a Haven Today called Carols You Should Know. I hope you've been inspired as we learn more about the Hallelujah Chorus and the great truth it teaches us about our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want you to be inspired with more Christ-centered Christmas carols with the best of Christmas by Haven album that we have for your support of the ministry. We've taken 32 of the best Christmas carols recorded over the last several decades by the Haven Quartet for you to enjoy this Christmas season. But if you want to enjoy it by Christmas, which is a little over a week away, you'll need to get in touch with us today and make your gift and ask for it. I want you to know that we're covering the cost of expedited shipping with the hopes that you can get it by Christmas. So would you please consider giving a little extra to cover those additional costs? Remember, your gift is tax-deductible. It'll be used to keep sharing the great story of Jesus into a brand new year. Our number to call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. You can also listen to samples from the Best of Christmas album when you visit us online and then make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a reminder, just as we have to go, so many have already ordered a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey to send to a loved one as a gift. Thanks so much for partnering with us and for seeing the importance of giving Christ-centered books to those you love. This special book retells John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, and it will help a family learn more about Jesus and the Christian walk in this next year. Ask about it when you call or go online and watch the video that we've put up. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share with you the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The Apostle Paul was clear. The Lord will not fail to finish the work that he began. But when did it start? Technically, it began at the beginning, in the garden. A promise of a seed, a son, would crush the head of Satan. But when did he begin fulfilling that promise in real time? Christmas. The birth of Jesus was the beginning of the end of that work. And it was all for you and me. Christmas Day should remind us that the Lord isn't finished with us. He came to save us. He came to redeem the world. Christmas preaches to us the glorious truth that we won't be alone forever. Christmas reminds us that Christ is always with us. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.